the Dream Mason podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. A dream mason is a person who's brave enough to declare they have a dream and committed enough to do the work to build it. I know we all have a dream mason inside of us. And my dream for this podcast is to support us by giving us a glimpse inside the hearts and minds of leaders, creators, and innovators to help us unleash our inner dream mason. Because your dreams don't build themselves. What's up and welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. I am a Dream Mason, a performance and mindfulness coach. I work with leaders, creators, and innovators, those brave enough to build their dreams. If you're a high performer looking for an edge with a desire to expand your leadership, generate more money, more time, and feel more fulfilled, working with me will support you in making that life a reality. Now, if you haven't already, please support me and this podcast by subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes, Google Play, or YouTube. Follow me, Inspirational Alex, on Instagram, and please share this podcast with a friend. Welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. And today, we're doing a first on the Dream Mason podcast. We have multiple guests. So I've had one or two guests, but I have never had a, I don't know, a potluck of guests, we might say. And today, I have four men who all really fall into different areas of the country, the, the, the spectrum of finances, what they do for a living. And I want to introduce them, and then I'll talk a little bit about what we're going to get into. But I want to first introduce my first guest, who is Ben Fox. Ben is a coach, and he loves working with creative entrepreneur, entrepreneurs and small business owners. Ben is also a colleague and a really good friend of mine. Ben, thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm thrilled. This is awesome. Thanks, man. It's, I'm excited to, uh, to have this conversation with you. And another one of our guests, and I hope I say his name right, is Clem Kribitz. Clem is a, well, Clem's from the South. Clem is in his 30s. He works construction. Clem, Clem is there anything else you want people to know about you? Well, you said it right. Um... Well done, Alex. You said it right. Uh, what else? I guess you didn't say it, but it's worth mentioning that I'm a Southern gentleman. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Thank you. That's it. All right. Well, I'm glad to have you here, Clem. Um, another guest that we have on the show today is Joe Ludovic. 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 I'm sorry, Joe. Ludovic. It's Okay. Joe is Joe. You mind if I say your age? I think it's pretty cool that you're here. You're the you're the most senior person that's ever been on the podcast. <laughs> Go for it. Joe is 92 years old. Joe is a Korean War veteran, and while he was a lawyer, he has long since been retired. But he stays active by exercising daily and keeps up on on politics and reading the newspaper and whatnot. It's great go. to have you here, Joe. What's that? Joe, it's great to have you here. Oh, I couldn't hear you. It's great to be here, Alex. You're, you're a fine young man. Thanks, Joe. And our last guest is Mike Dangley. 
Mike is a competitive weightlifter, personal trainer, and many people refer to Mike as Motivation Mike. He really believes you are the master of your own destiny, and he is engaged to be married. And he just, what he told me, is he just doesn't take any BS. What's up, Mike? None of it. I don't take any of it. I don't take any of it to BS. I mean, I am so pumped. I'm so pumped, man. I'm so pumped to be here. This is like a dream come true. I think people need to hear what's going on for me. Uh, they'll just they'll just blow their minds by by listening to what I've said. So thanks for giving me the platform. It's really awesome to be here, dude. Awesome, Mike. You're excited. I'm glad so you're excited. here too. So, guys, we I got you all here today because we want to have a, a conversation about men in the world being vulnerable, stepping into our power, the way we relate to women in the world, embracing the powerful feminine alongside the powerful masculine. Who wants to, uh, who has some thoughts about that? I don't even know what you just said. That seems, what can, I, I think you need to give a little more information because it seems like you're saying something very, it's just something way different than what I'm used to. Can you just explain a little bit more? Sure, Clem. Um, so I think that we don't often have, uh, we don't often get a group of men in a room and get to have a powerful conversation about our feelings, about vulnerability, about maybe what we're afraid of, about maybe where we're, we could be, this is probably Mike's area, but where we could more step into our power and our greatness. Yes. And I think a lot yes. of, yes. and I think a lot of that runs into how we actually relate to the opposite sex. There's a lot of men out there that are, you know, they're not going to say it, but they're pretty terrified of, of powerful women. And I'm curious what, what you guys have on this, on this subject. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's Ben, uh, I think it's a really powerful moment to be having this conversation in that uh, I think a lot of men are pretty confused about how to rate, to relate to women in that um, maybe they were talking and acting in one way, but it's no longer appropriate or being tolerated. Um, and I think a lot of men have been trained to act in a certain way. Um, so it's, I think it's a confusing time. Well, Ben, um, you gotta know that back in my day, there were no women in, in positions of power. None. Nobody. You know, uh, everyone, you know, you had your mom, your mother, your, your wife, uh, maybe daughters, but power was reserved for all the men. Joe, how do you, how, are you okay with the fact that things are changing? Like, how do you, how do you process change in your life? Because it sounds like... <laughs> You don't love that idea. <laughs> Alex, change. Change has been the constant in my life. I'm 92. I, you know, there was no television in my house when I was born. There was no, uh, what do you call it? Facebook? None of that. I've seen more change in my life than I think most people see in, in, uh, 
in the course of their lives um, just by virtue of my age, you know? So while it might be confusing, it's just a moment. It's going to change. I don't, I don't think... Uh, I don't think men have anything to be afraid of. What about you? What about you, Clem or Mike? What are you guys? What are you guys hearing in this conversation? You know, I'm I'm just like I'm really excited to talk about how you know what I'm doing in my life. Like uh, I'm helping people build their confidence. Though. I work with men and women. I I, I think that um, at this point, it's a it's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity for people to really. Uh, get in touch with who they are and who they could be. But, you know, if, if, uh, if people are just, <laughs> you know, like taking the back seat, men or women, they're, they're never going to get anywhere. So, you know, I, I don't really see, uh, you know, I don't really treat people differently in my work. I just, if you're motivated, let's go, let's go. If you want to be stronger, you want to be fit, let's go. Let's make it happen. But like, it's, it's not so much of a gender thing for me. You know, I don't really care. What about you, Clem? How are you feeling about this conversation? You know, yeah, I'm feeling a little exasperated, Alex. This, uh, this doesn't really make sense to me. I think that the way it was, even a few years ago, was a lot better for everybody. There's, there's too much stuff being brought up now that people don't know how to deal with. And it's causing a lot of fuss. You know, this country um, is a effing mess. It's a mess. It's such a mess. I can hardly speak to my family. The people I love most, we disagree on about everything. Okay? And when you're talking about um, men in this moment, I think we're being... In some ways, uh, it, it's like we're being, uh, you know, I, I hesitate to say this because I think I'm going to be um, punished for it or, you know, it's being recorded. So I think that I'm, I'm being really careful with my words, you know? Well, what do you guys... You know, I really want to know how you, you each are people that came on this show because you wanted to share your voices and your opinion. And it's clearly all of you have a little bit of a slightly different take on the world that we're living in and what it's like to be a man. I'd love to hear from each of you on like the biggest challenges that you have in living your life and creating the life you want to live. Like what, what's the biggest challenge you have in each of your lives and creating the life you want to be living? Yeah, I'll, I'll take this first. Um, Thanks, Ben. Biggest challenge. I think in in some, I hesitate to say, but in some perverse way, a big part of my challenge has been um, believing in my own greatness for success. Like believing that I'm worthy of the life that I dream of, that um, I have everything I need, that I can make it happen. And the fear around actually making it happen, um, I feel like I've been given a, 
given a lot in life to be able to have this maybe happen before other people have it happen. Yeah, so I think that while I haven't had all the success that I want, I know, I know that I probably will at some point. Um, but I've, I think I've gotten in my way in different ways to making that happen right now. Um, I'll, I'll take this, Alex, if that's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> well, as you stated in the beginning, I've, I've had a long, successful career as a lawyer. And I, I think that my biggest challenge to this day is um, how do I share all of my, my experience and my, my wisdom, you know, with uh, all the generations below me? Um, I don't have a very big family and they learn a lot from, from me. But how do I use this long career I've had to make a difference, even though I'm you know, 92 and I don't, I don't know how much longer I'll have, but I do have a lot to give. Can I, I wanna jump in really quick before we move on to, um, to Mike and Clem. Ben, what do you, what do you, you and Joe, what are you guys doing to continue to evolve and improve yourselves where you think that you're stuck? I don't, I don't know that. That's a good question. I'm, I'm not sure that I'm doing much to change. I've got very specific things I love doing every day and you know, I read and I make sure that I'm healthy. One thing I can tell you is I used to go down to the school to volunteer with the, the children. Um, it's a little more difficult to get down there, but I have um, a few neighbors who bring over their children on the weekends and I read to them and listen to what they have to say. And I think that the youth are really gonna be the most important part of, of my growth. So I make sure I spend time with them every week. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's really generous of you to spend your time that way. That's great. Well, yeah, I, uh, I volunteered a little bit uh, working with students. I was also a teacher working with third graders. Um, but it's amazing when I hear about people just taking time out of their lives to spend with other people with, you know, nothing in return. Um, to your question, like, what am I doing right now? I think I have created a bunch of structures in my life that challenge me every day. So whether it's working with my own coach, 
working with my therapist, um, talking to colleagues, um, getting out there, going to different events and meeting new people, whether it's for business or um, things that are expanding my mind. I've created, what I love about being an entrepreneur, being a coach is that I've really intentionally created my day-to-day life to maximize my impact and enjoyment. So I think there's a lot of things that I put into the structure that have me be accountable to myself. And, um, you know, also I think a lot of people, especially people earlier on in their careers, like me can get pretty impatient. Like we need to have the success now. It needs to be great now. And I think it's a really easy time to beat ourselves up, but it, you know, especially for the entrepreneurs out there, we're building something from nothing and it takes a lot of time. It takes, um, time, money, uh, a consistent effort. And especially when things are not going the way we want, I think that's a really important time to dig in and actually learn about ourselves and how we can do things differently. That's awesome. Thanks for that. Like really thought out. I I know for me thinking like that there isn't a timeline or a way it's supposed to go or that I'm not competing against other people. It's me being just the best version of me or my best self is always a really grounding thing to connect to. Totally. Mike, what do you got? What do you, uh, what do you challenge by struggling with and what are you doing to, support yourself in growing and expand out of those places. I'm so glad you asked Alex. Um, like it's crazy how much people are drawn into the energy that I bring day to day, you know, whether it's people watching the videos I put out there, uh, lifting competitively or just being in the gym day to day, helping people grow. Um, I think, you know, I've, I've got the, I've got the energy. I've got the, you know, the background, I've got the passion for people to really be inspired by what I do. And they want that for themselves. They want that. And they keep on coming back. Um, the thing that I think is most difficult at this point is, uh, just keeping it up. Like, how do I keep up energy? How do I keep up other people at a really high level, uh, day after day, day in, day out? Cause I'm, I'm putting it all out there. Right. And I need to make sure that I'm getting, all the nutrition, all the, all the things that make my life go better. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes I push those things away. It's, it's ironic, right? Like I'm, I'm this guy, I'm, people call me motivation, Mike, but like I give and I give and I give and I sometimes just forget like, what about Mike? What about Mike? I need, I need, uh, you know, good sleep. Cause I want to perform high for, um, competition and for the people whose lives I'm changing. Uh, together. And I sometimes feel like I am forgetting about Mike and Mike's number one. Okay. Mike's number one for Mike. Just like I tell my clients, Hey, you're number one for you. And that's all that matters. What do you need? Thanks Mike. You, uh, <laughs> what's great about what you said is it's really clear. Like Mike's number one. 
it's important for people to know where their priorities are, right? Like, so I think some of us say we're number one, but then we put other people first. How about you, Clem? Yeah, I was about to, I was about to interrupt. Um, I think it's a little different. You know, Mike's here talking about Mike being number one, but what about if you have children like I do, little kids? You can't be number one. You know, I do the work that I do, Alex, because I've got mouths to feed. And I come from a long line of hardworking, hardworking people, okay? I've had to do my best with not a lot. And, excuse me, I've realized that while, you know, maybe I don't love every day on the job, I've got skills that people will always need. And I think that what's most difficult for me is I come from a place where, you know, people don't have as much. And what I need to charge based on the cost of materials, the cost of the labor, sometimes um, it's not, it, it's not going to happen, but you know, people need a home. I need to feed my kids and I'm, I'm left wondering how do I do my work but also be fair to people that have it much worse than I do. And I honestly don't know. Maybe I need to move, but this has been home my whole life. I can't, you can't tell me just to move. You know, my whole family is here. My, my friends, you know, uh, that corner store two blocks away. I've been going there since I was a little boy. I can't, I can't up and leave, but I, I'm struggling uh, just just as much as anyone, and I I'm I've got a job, you know. Thanks, Clem. I, <laughs> I think, sorry, I, Clem. I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> um, but I want to use this as a moment to actually interject and share um, a little bit of a maybe a reveal or a surprise and actually get to the, the good stuff of what we actually want to talk about. If you haven't figured it out already, there's only one guest. <laughs> ben Fox is the one guest on this call. And what I failed to share with you guys is he's actually also an actor. And uh, me and Ben decided to co-create this podcast to actually share some of the characters Ben has created who are versions of, and I want Ben, I want you to explain it, but are versions of the voices in your head or pieces of our personality. So Clem, Joe, Mike are all, well, if you had, like I said, if you haven't figured it out and you're confused, they're not here. It's all Ben. Ben, will you speak a little bit to uh, what we were doing on this call? Yeah, I think what's important for this audience to know is that, we were deep diving into the personalities of these people I've created. Um, I think it's about giving more information about these voices that we all have. Um, they're coming from a really specific part of who we each are. 
there's like a whole background, there's a story there that's really important to tell. Um, and I think what we're doing is actually exposing that these voices aren't caricatures. Sometimes they seem that way, but they actually have more to them. And that's why they, they can be really powerful because of that. Well, Ben, will you actually explain, like, you know, we started, me and you created this out of talking about Clem, who was, uh, yeah. is a part of, you know, who you know, I want to say a automatic, an autopilot, a part of your ego that you refer to often. And we were having some fun with it. And then it was like, wait, we should do something with this. Will you explain how each of these people fit into who you are? Definitely. This all started with Clem. Um, I, I love to take on different accents, different voices, just for fun. I've been doing that for most of my life. And Clem just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, he's the part of me that is very critical of what I'm doing, is very doubtful of the choices I'm making. Um, he really thinks that, he really thinks that being an entrepreneur, being a risk taker in certain ways is irresponsible. Um, and he does everything he can to persuade me to do something else with my life so that I can be comfortable. It's the part of me that is desperately trying to keep me safe in that way. Nice. Um, how do you practice identifying? Cause we like what I gather from this conversation conversation you and I've had, it's yeah. like, we all have these voices. You know, I know that mine, it's funny cause my, yours is like the Southern guy and <laughs> mine is actually like kind of a cranky old man who like, it's either, it's either like a, a petulant teenager or a cranky old man. Sure. And the petulant teenager is the more of like the, I don't want to, I get to do what I want when I want to, you can't make me. And the cranky old man is kind of like poo pooing on everything. Mm -hmm. Just like negative, realistic. And um, for me, it's a practice of noticing like, Hey, am I being me? Like, am I coming from my heart? my like my commitments who I really want to be in the world or am I falling into these automatic patterns of you know my petulant teenager or my grumpy old man now yeah. I you know you've taken this a little further by giving them voices and giving them backstories how do you actually notice you know where it's Clem or Joe or Motivation Mike hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I, how do I notice? I think there's a, a big difference in what's going on in my gut when I'm coming from, from these different places. When like I'm hearing myself in my head say certain things. And at this point I can it just translates into one of these three voices or another voice um, that just is a little off. Like I can tell that there's a, a bent to the voice 
that is very much about staying safe, staying comfortable. Um, and I, I do think that through my work as a coach and the people I surround myself with, um, I get these really great reflections from people about what they notice about what I'm saying, what I'm not saying, um, which has allowed me to see it more clearly for myself when I'm alone. Um, so yeah, I think at the end of the day, the biggest help for me, the, you know, the, the way in which I've been able to determine when I'm coming from or operating from this more negative place or more, um, you know, this place that is more demeaning of myself. A lot of that has been because of the people around me being able to see it and reflect it in the way that I can hear over time. How do you, do you think people should do this? Like what you or I've done, like actually identify these kind of personalities that live within us. Um, like we have, like give them names, give them, you know, like character traits. Do you think that's actually necessary? And like, why would they even want to? I don't think it's necessary. Um, part of my thinking in creating this, I have a, a Facebook group that I created on my, my coaching page is that these voices are part of my ego. They want a space to shine, to be in the spotlight. And I thought to myself, how great, it's such a, a great win-win in that not only do I get to create that for my ego, where these negative voices have a place to say what they're trying to tell me, at the same time, I, I get the release. I get that part of me out of the way so that I can really connect with, as you're saying, like, what are my actual commitments here? I can connect with um, things beyond just the feelings or reactions I'm having and get re-centered. And the other win, it's a win-win-win, is that I'm expressing myself creatively. Like, these voices are... Yes, they're like a train of thought. They're a, a train of consciousness. But at the same time, as, a, as an artist, as a creator, it's really, um, it takes me outside my comfort zone to create these videos and post it to the world. Um, but that's part of what I love about being an actor is that it's raw. It's like, it's in front of people specifically to have an impact. And I, I would encourage anyone who is interested in the creative part of this. And also, you know, if you're a human, you probably have these different types of voices in your head to join me. It's, it's really fun. And, um, I think it does a good job of getting people out of these, these uh, well-worn trains of thought that keep them stuck. Ben, as you're, as you're talking, 
I'm like reminded of, and I think you've probably read it, um, but Taming Your Gremlin. Yes. I'm like listening to you talk and it's such a good book and like anyone could read this book. You can probably give it to like a kid to read. Um, but as I'm listening to you, I'm, I'm, this book is like going through my head and I just wanted to throw it out there. So, you know, you guys listening, there's actually this book called Taming Your Gremlin. It's by Rick Carson. And it's all about diving into these voices that are inside us that in a way aren't serving us. They're not helping us get to where we want to go in life or the things we're committed to. And they're not wrong, these voices in our head, like Clem or or Grandpa Joe or Motivation Mike. These aren't bad things. Some of these things have probably helped you in lots of ways, right? Like Clem has kept you safe um, and, and Motivation Mike like can help you be inspired. And same thing with mine, like my petulant teenager it kind of keeps like, it works for me in a lot of ways. It keeps my, like, I want to say social status in a way where it is and like that kind of cool game alive, but it like gets in the way of so many other things. And taming your gremlin is a really simple method to actually helping yourself get out of your own way. Yeah. That book was definitely one of the main sources of of inspiration to externalize these voices for me. Um, in the book, if I recall correctly, it um, encourages people to draw their gremlins uh, and gremlins plural because they take different forms at different times. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, that book is fantastic. I've given it to a few of my clients um, in that it's so simple yet the reminder of like, Hey, this is a part of all of us. We all have this. It's not a good or bad thing. It's just something that might not serve you into in getting to that next level of whatever part of your life you're working on. Yeah. That's the, for me, that's the key point is like, are these voices in your head or these parts of your personality actually helping you get where you want to go? And to the things that you say you're committed to achieving and producing, or are they actually slowing you down, hindering you, keeping you in your comfort zone? You said that before, like keeps you comfortable. I have a post-it actually in my house that says comfort is the enemy. Because for me, it's so easy to stay comfortable and I will find very creative and attractive ways to stay comfortable. Yeah. And it just, doesn't help me create the life that I want to be living. Yeah. And I think that's a, I think the distinction that I'm looking to create right now is that these are parts of us that are there for the rest of our lives. They were created very early on. They're going to be there forever. And yeah, their goal is to keep us comfortable. So while they oftentimes don't serve us in moving our lives forward powerfully. They're also the, the other pitfall sometimes is demonizing this part of ourselves say it's wrong or it's bad. When I really think all that our ego or, you know, the negative parts of us want, like what they really want is just some acknowledgement 
you know, like they're working really hard to keep us safe. And I think what I'm learning and sounds like you are too, Alex, is that with some practice with people that can push us and call us forth, we actually get to decide like, Hey, thank you so much, Clem. Like, I really appreciate that you're looking out for me, but I, I, I'm going to do what I think is best for me anyway. So acknowledging it, but then choosing something different, like choosing the commitment that I have or the scary action that I said I was going to take. Um, yeah. I love that. So like relating to them from a loving place versus like they're, they're bad or it's a bad part of me. I know I did that for a long time. It was always like good Alex and bad Alex until somebody said, Hey, there is no bad Alex. (laughs) Bad Alex isn't a thing. There might be a version of Alex that you don't want to behave like or be like, but it's not when you simply relate to it from bad or not good or whatever that's, it's actually just disempowering ourselves completely because it just is a piece of us and the piece makes up all of us. If you took away, I kind of always think like if you took away that quote unquote bad Alex, you'd strip away things from me that aren't bad. None of it's bad, but like in this, in the sake, for the sake of this conversation. Yeah. Um, Can I comment on that real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Please. I think about every time I'm about to speak in front of a group of people whether it's performing a scene or um, coaching in front of a group of people, whatever it might be, every time I feel very nervous. And there are these voices come up in my head, like, I don't know about this. You're going to screw up, blah, blah, blah. And they're trying to keep me safe, but they never, they, they haven't gone away even as I've grown as a person and, you know, done things that have scared me more and more over time. And I think it's, I think most people who perform in some way or teach or whatever will tell you that they have anxiety or nervousness, like a restless night or they're sweating profusely before they get on stage. Um, And I think it's just normal. Like this is a very human thing especially for people that push themselves to do things that are scary. Yeah. Thanks for explaining it like that. That's like how it shows up for you. Yeah. Um, Ben, do you have any other resources that you think, I mean, we just threw out like taming, taming your gremlin, any other resources that you think if people are like, Oh my God, I do have these, like I'm recognizing that like, Hey, there's a little girl inside of me or there's a grumpy old man or there's a, whatever that they could actually like go use a resource to help them kind of look at it differently. Yeah. I mean, I'd say definitely pick up that book. It's a super quick read. Um, there's another book that's coming to my mind that's, um, Oh, what is it called? It's all about uh, self hate. Oh, nothing is wrong with you. You know what I'm talking about? There's I do. Um, I don't know the name of the title of the book, but I know I'm going to figure it out and I will post it. Um, 
we will figure this book title out. But yeah, yeah it's it's anything else besides that. I mean, if you're interested in joining me on this creative journey, I have this Facebook group. It's private right now, um, but people can request to be a part of it. We can post it here, I'm assuming, as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's, a, it's an encouraging space to have these voices um, out. And like, it's called uh, Mean Voices, Getting Them Out. I really believe that when we have a safe space with other people, um, a creative space with other people to release ourselves from the grip of these voices, we can, we can change the narrative of a day. Like when I record these videos, my day shifts um, for the better. So I would invite any of the, the creators out there, the artists to join me, post the video, check it out. Nice. Yeah. I can definitely share that in the show notes. Uh, the book is called, there's nothing wrong with you. Yes. And it is by Sherry Huber. Mm-hmm. So thanks for bringing that up. I remember I've read that and it's also a great book. Um, ben, what's the, besides like the Facebook group where you kind of do videos showing these sides of, of your personalities and, uh, what's, what are the other ways people can like get in touch with you and connect with you? Yeah. If, if you enjoyed what you heard, let's talk. Um, I love connecting with all different people. Obviously I love connecting with those parts of myself. So yeah, just send me a message and we can talk. Cool. Thanks. And I will, where, what are the best ways? Is it email? Is there social media? If you're interested in joining the Facebook group that I mentioned, um, we'll put it here and just request to join. I'd love to have you. Instagram and email are also great ways to reach me. Nice. Awesome. And I'll post, I'll post all those links. Dude, Ben, thanks for being here. Um, What I love about, you know, what you brought today to this podcast was vulnerability and creativity. Um, you know, you, you created four characters, three characters, sorry, you're not a character, created three characters and, you know, without much preparation, too much work, we actually created this podcast where you got to bring all these different sides of yourself and share them with the world. And I don't know if people can get it, you know, they might have to look back, but like the way you were answering the questions shows those parts of your personality and all those different people. So thanks for being open and willing to share yourself with us uh, and open yourself up to, you know, the criticism or the critiques that come with creativity. Um, It's what makes creativity awesome and powerful. And it's also the thing that our voices in our head would have us not, you know, expose ourselves or be creative. So thanks for the courage to do it here. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Thanks for being here again. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to another episode of the dream Mason podcast. Please subscribe to the dream Mason podcast. So you don't miss an episode, share it with a friend and give us a review on iTunes. I am grateful to have had you here. If you want more, you can follow or reach out to me, Alex Terranova on Instagram at inspirationalalex 
or at thedreammason.com or email me at alex at thedreammason.com. And remember, you are a Dream Mason because your dreams don't build themselves. Just can't stand by